just trust me, okay? This is Michael. And, and Sid. Hey, Sid. How are you tonight? I'm doing good, girl. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. So let's go ahead and kick it off. This is our monthly roundup of current events. So let's see what's happening in the music business. Go ahead. Drop it like it's hot. All right. So one of our mutual favorites... Right, Michael? Yeah, oh yeah. It's our girl Dua Lipa. All right, one, two, three. You know, her first famous song. <laughs> oh, right. Um, she and Kylie Minogue just shot up the billboards. Um, and just an interesting fact about Kylie Minogue, not only was, uh, I, you know, I don't think her debut was... No, it wasn't. DDR. Oh, Even I Let me like- finish. I would no because I already know where you're about to go and let me go ahead and start up for everyone else. For those who don't know, do you know what her crossover hit was from the 80s when she first touched bass? Come on, come on, do the locomotion with me. Yes, that's Kylie. Now, she disappeared. She went into soap operas in Australia. She started a pop revolution in Australia. She went all over the world. And as usual, because while we're side-noting on stars, I don't know how this girl managed to make it over here. Love you, Kylie. Love you, love you, love you. But I'm sorry, my boo Anastasia, who came from L.A. and could not cut it here and is famous everywhere else, does not have the same luck. But I'm telling you, I'm glad you brought this artist up. It's a hard thing to do. The U.S. market is hard to crack into. You're talking about people coming over yeah. from... There's people that they are famous everywhere else, but the U.S. is like, mm-mm. mm-mm not interested. No, mm-mm. <laughs> There's, for real, it's ama- it blows your mind. It really blows your mind. Uh, I'm sure it has something to do with, you know, I'm not gonna jump on the whole, like, racial bandwagon or like gender thing but uh sometimes i'm almost positive it's something to do with man i can't even say that but for those who can't pick up on the vibe (laughs) between sid and i one of our other passions that we've always bonded over is music and what's incredible is there's just some artists i have a really dear friend she and i both are friends with this one and um he and i have a lot of banter we'll have to bring him in on the show sometime um there's artists that you hear a single, you hear their voice, and you're like, oh, this is going to be the beginning, and they're gone. Oh, yeah, they just... Into they just the can. night. Like our girl... Am, can I say it? Go ahead, say it. This my girl, JoJo. Yes, I'm glad Leave you brought JoJo get up. get out, ho. Yeah, That's so what let's... Where did, what was her single that everyone knows? Uh, Leave, get out, right meow, yes. the end of you and me. Now, Homegirl at that time was the raw age 13. of what? Exactly. Can you believe that? And her voice is incredible. And I'm here to tell you, because of the lovely Sid right here, right now, <laughs> in the flesh, this new album of hers, oh, I wouldn't have known you had released an album. You have got to get new management, baby girl, JoJo. I'm telling you, all of a sudden, and you can tell when a record label goes through the effort of releasing not just your album, but they go through and release an album, an unedited album, an acoustic version yeah, of the album, a, whole bunch of different... a remix version, yep. all together at the same time. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know, for those who don't understand, that is not cheap. Uh, okay, so this album, it's called Good to Know. If you're going to go check it out, um, check out Good to Know Deluxe, because it's a 16-song album. Yes. And it's solid. Uh, 
it's very seldom that I come across an album where uh, I actually enjoy every single song. And it was like one three of the tracks already out the gate with music videos and all this shit. And oh promo. yeah, 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 right away. But I think it all went by the wayside because of the the COVID, COVID. shit. You know, yeah. and I hate to say it too, but. COVID is really fucking up a lot of people's careers right now. Yeah. And the only careers it doesn't really seem to be stunning is because all of us bitches are trapped at home is what's going on on Netflix and going on through Amazon and all of those. Those shows seem to be soaring. But before we leave off of music, I want to round right back to one of the cool things you were talking about. So Kylie is now, she just released a huge pop album finally again thank you jesus oh really yes so Kylie, oh that explains why she shot up that's <laughs> why she's back so i'm trying to make sure that you get it too so yeah yeah, yeah. dua now to circle back because someone else in the studio the lovely liz delicious um she dua just appeared out of nowhere quick little roundabout with her homegirl started out as a supermodel duh dua that's Lipa? why she looks like that yes that girl started out except as a when model. her hair is up i'm sorry i got a problem with her hair being up. Dua, don't be listening to that. <laughs> and, she, and you know what Dua's doing right now? She's holding both her Grammys and going, bitch, please. And she's holding <laughs> both of those fucking ears up. Yes, because I'm going to tell you, <laughs> uh, in 2018, the reason that I remember her and I even knew of her was because, oh, 18? Uh, because she oh, won yeah, Best yeah, New yeah. Artist yeah, for yeah. One Kiss. As soon as that song came out, it was like she just blew up and she was everywhere. And That's then, with Calvin Harris? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, girl. Okay. So that's her. Mm-hmm. And then she just kept releasing all these songs. She was everywhere. And then this album is taken off, and now she's pairing up with everybody. Yep. I know a lot of y'all don't like it with, uh, I forget the guy that is featured with her. I'm so sorry. But. I'm sorry, Dua. I'm sorry, Dua. No, Dua, I know you, but I don't. I Khalid, cannot... who else? No, it wasn't Khalid. It was a rapper. I can't remember his name. I'm what sorry. color is he? Anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about color in this studio right now, okay? Okay. But for real, what was going on with that is is the Dua and Kylie paired up. I did not even know that until you said it. That's right. So go ahead. What's the song and how does it sound? Can't get you out of my head. So it's not that (laughs) song and clearly it's not as exciting. Right. So in in my my show notes here, um, all I did was grab information about... (laughs) Wow. My favorite songs that take me back to the basement. I was doing DDR in the basement with my brother. My brother didn't even like me back then. Okay. So okay. what was that about? Um, well, you guys are doing DDR in the basement to what song? Kylie Minogue, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Uh-huh. And uh, this had to have been, t- that song came out in 2002. So. And now you can all get into the real groove. groove. Is yeah, that's the right. the title of the new song between Kylie and Dua. On the November album, Disco. Yes, and that's that's what I loved, is that Kylie went back to where it actually sells. Um, another thing about artists is once they start hitting that stride, they decide, oh, I think I'm going to be a folk artist. Oh, I think I'm going to... How about you stick to what you do? Minogue had that... She's had that um, EDM-style mm-hmm. so, sound for a, before Dua Lipa and all that shit. She did, but then she went away from it and started trying to go down other avenues. She was trying to do the whole like acoustic music and blah, 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 blah. Love you, Kylie, but honey. That's why that, I know that she was on the billboard. <laughs> that voice is, is not the voice of like a massive, immense vocalist. That's an entertainer's voice. I'm sorry, but can you back me up, Sid? Is there not a difference between a singer's voice and an entertainer's voice? Oh, yes, absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. Celine Dion, you are not, because I love my girl Celine. But that's where we're at with that. So <laughs> moving right along. I, 
moving. Go ahead. I, I almost converted to Celine right there, but I brought myself back to reality. What, is Please. it all coming back to you? Yeah. <laughs> were there You're moments welcome. of gold and there were flashes of light? Okay, we, you are get, welcome. We, we have got to move on. Okay. <laughs> so next up on our hit list, we were talking about who the sexiest man who's no longer alive, Phil Spector. So, go oh, ahead. What do you know no fucking about way. Phil Spector? I know he's got some wild ass hair and he's dead now. I know that. Yes, this is true. So and he didn't Phil's, do shit while he was in jail. So, Phil Spector dies at the raw old age of 81. 80? And while we're talking about older people, someone has better luck. She is the longest <gasps> living, actual, relevant, acting, still working in television films, Ms. Betty, Betty White. White. 99. 99. And she's like, I'm going to stay up as long as I want. I'm going to eat what I want. She's funny. She's raunchy. Um, I think she crossed a lot of like um, social lines. So um, when I, I looked at her career earlier, um, for those who don't know, research. Um, <laughs> what I did was I took a look. I'm very interested. I'm very interested in um, people's careers and how they've managed to stay relevant and evolve. And what's interesting about her is she's one of the few actresses, there's been a couple here now, but she's one of the few that has been reoccurring and inventing roles where it's like, she's not just known as this one chick. Like, everyone would think, of course, what? Golden Girls. Yeah. Everyone's going to think, oh, she's Rose. No, 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 no. Before that, she was relevant as Sue Ann. She was on Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yep. Then she went on to go do The Golden Girls. Then there was a spinoff of that show. Then she was in Hot in Cleveland. Then all of a sudden she's starting to produce and do her own little like sitcom-y funny shows. What was it about the older people that were pulling pranks? I think it was called um, Old... What was it? Off the Rockers. Off the uh, Rockers. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? You know it, it, but I'm not dogging her or anything, but it seems to be a typical path where... Because... I've been watching the show called The Teacher, okay. and it's got Kate Mara in it, and she yes. also produces it, so it seems to be a, a, a typical path. You act for a little bit, and then you go into producing it, and... I'm glad you're bringing that up. Um, what's interesting is the the natural evolution in the entertainment industry is that you've you got to find that one thing you're really good at first, then you do that long enough, and then you realize you know what, I think I actually want to either direct someone, write something, or produce something I believe in. And then you start going down those different avenues. And so that, I think that's what's interesting with her. She did start producing, but what do we know about producing? You need to have what? Money. A brain. Oh. Money. Oh, money. Money, <laughs> as we like to talk oh, about. I'm so s- so she built up her career and her uh, money. H- hello? Oh, yeah. Is this... um? Britney Spears' dad? Uh, all her money. Yeah, can you can you keep that bitch off off of uh out of the Instagram? Movies, oh, she, uh, oh yeah, she's wild on fucking Instagram. Girl, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm glad you bring her up too. What is going long lost Britney Spears? You know, there's a whole campaign now about can we please release Britney Spears? What is she, Nelson Mandela? She needs to be released are, from her own brain. Are they talking about releasing her from her conservatorship with her daddy? Yes. <laughs> craziest longest going thing that i've ever seen it just keeps going on and on and on so it's just insane but with britney spears 
what's funny about that is she actually put in a motion to try to go ahead and um, get out of the conservatorship with her dad, and they denied it. She was trying to give it to her sister. Maybe, maybe she is. Maybe she does have some super duper well hidden underlying um, like mental disability that she's had, and her dad has just been exploiting. She does. You know what it's called? White privilege. (laughs) That's what it's called. I'm sorry, but this bitch has been dragged around. She only has a career because of her parents. I'm sorry, but let's do a shout out to the 90s kids who the only reason that they have a a freaking career is because of their parents. Who was taking them everywhere? So, you know, now here she is trying to squander her shit. And you know what this man's probably thinking? Uh, Girl, no, you were my retirement plan. (laughs) My 401. Hey, I need you to be making that money. Get on that stage and shake it. So, yes. And she's doing it on Instagram for free. Yo, her Instagram stuff is... Oh, my God. And I know this is a a caveat to that. And I shouldn't be talking because, well, somebody that I just recently started dating is a little bit younger than me. But (laughs) she seems to keep being able to not stay away from the youngsters. She already had a problem with that back alley white trash man, Kevin. I don't want to give him the credit of saying his last name. Oh, excuse me. But... Now she's with some other backup dancer. Girl, stay away from the dancers. Can you find a doctor? Oh, that's just, they spend all their all their time. With. And when I say doctor, can you find a shrink and just date him? Maybe he can like help you. I think duel. that's against the law. <laughs> well, it's a little bit true there. <laughs> so, mm. in any case, let's all roll that- right along. We were talking about since we're talking about music as well. What happened to Dr. Dre? Oh, my man, Dr. Dre. I don't own any of your products, but sorry about the brain aneurysm. Yeah, so Dr. Dre was just released from the hospital, reportedly suffering a brain aneurysm. What in the world? That poor thing. He's probably he's had beats bumping in his ears for so long. Oh, damn, it you finally took my shook shit. through. I was it gonna finally say, shook through. I was gonna say that. No, that's why he came out with the over the ear shit. Yeah, or he was putting that beats pill. But can you believe in the it? Suffered spots. symptoms of an apparent brain aneurysm earlier this month. You know what's crazy? I find it interesting. We don't find out about how sick some of our favorite people are until it's like. So two years ago, Missy Elliott almost died. It's like, why didn't we know then? Like, why couldn't we know that now? At least we're getting within a month now. Like, Dr. Dre almost was at his deathbed, but he's like, shh, don't be telling nobody. I don't want to talk about it yet. Meanwhile, if he had died, it would have been everywhere. Like, that is tragic. Why do we do that? Oh, his, what, wait till the very last minute? Yeah, why? No, 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 not wait till the last minute. Wait till way after. Oh, to talk it's about either it. that they're dead or let's not talk about that they were so debilitatingly almost gone until years later. Because, you know, I don't know if you remember, Missy Elliott, she had lost all that weight and then she kind of disappeared and wasn't really recording. Then all of a sudden she came back and everyone's like, oh, oh, I guess she just needed some time. No, she almost died. She legit almost died. That's crazy. And I it did was, not know that. It was <laughs> a snippet in People Magazine, a blink and you'll fucking miss it article that was just like, pucking it in there. And it was like, you're looking through and you're like, oh my God, the Royals. Oh my God. Oh yeah, Missy yeah, yeah, almost yeah. died. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> and you're like, you go back. It's like a fucking like two paragraphs. <laughs> and she's, she's up there huge as could be like the whole, a huge picture of her. And she's got two little paragraphs and that was their little like. That sucks because she is a. You know, female rapping idol, yeah. She is iconic. Yeah. And um, I don't mean for us to be partial, but homegirls from Hampton, hey, hey, Shut the front door. Hampton, Virginia, baby girl. Yes. Hampton, That's Virginia. Yeah. Who else is from Virginia? Um, something in the water? Yeah. Pharrell? Was there, there something in Pharrell's water? Yeah. 
He, w- he went to Princess Anne High School. Yes, baby girl. I want whatever is in the fucking water here. He ate. Yes. <laughs> um, and you know the dude that used to beat up on Rihanna? He's from up in uh, Tappahannock. We will not say his name. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he doesn't know how to treat women, because Tappahannock sounds like it's in the middle of motherfucking nowhere. <laughs> wow. Way to profile. Okay. <laughs> Just off of the name. Anyways... All right, uh, so we're glad you're good, Dr. Dre. Thanks for staying with us. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. roll on to some television chat. So speaking of kind of being stuck at home, I was not feeling well this past week, so I finally succumbed to what we all do. I watched a lot of TV. <laughs> and what was interesting was I got to catch up on what I'm not understanding is America's secret sick obsession with horror stories. American horror story. I finally... Got bit by the damn bug because I had nothing else to do. And I started tapping into that man's show, Ryan Murphy. And I'm watching AHS. And I was watching Coven. And I'm just seeing all of these amazing actresses. I'm glad Sid has no clue what I'm talking about. No, no, no. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm just wondering. Oh, you know, it makes sense. Because you were like, oh, I finally see what the big deal is. But, like, American Horror Story has been petering out, girl. I don't know what. Petering out? Yeah. It's not. Do you know that it is one of the few series that has actually been renewed. Oh, so here for those who don't know, in TV world, what ends up happening is you're lucky if you get a renewal for one year. So, and you don't usually find out till mid-season. Uh, backtrack. There was a show called Listen Up, and it starred um, the guy that played George, uh, George Costanza, and he was on it, Jason Alexander. And when he was on that show, he was going back to work, and he was in the middle of recording. They were in their debut season. And it wasn't until he saw a copy of the Hollywood Reporter or Variety, one of the two, that the sh- he knew the show got canceled. His agent oh. didn't call him. His the, the, nobody called him. I don't even know. He's just he's like, oh, In this, show. my sh- my show. Like he goes and calls his agent, and they're like, oh yeah, don't go to work tomorrow. Oh. Like tomorrow, okay. So in any case, with that being said, one of the most successful shows in television as of recent, The Big Bang Theory, that show was the first show in history that three seasons in, they renewed into a seventh season. Why would they do that? Can you try to guess real quick why you think they would do that? My guess is viewership was like... So... I don't know. If you're waiting to renew (laughs) a contract for an actor, and you need to commit six people who are selling that show, would you try to capitalize on the fact that they don't yet know how much they could potentially earn and try to cap them four seasons early. Bastards. Yes. How do you know that? Yes. So, oh, it's it's been all over everything. Research, boo. So They got to read this shit about them being oh, no, hoodwinked? That's, no, that's the way that it works. No, it's not hoodwinked. It's not. It's smart. It's smart business. So the way that it works is the producers of the show are looking and they're going, you know what? If we want to prevent getting to a point where we have to pay these people, uh, like, have you seen it where the Friends contracts at the end of the season of a uh, series of Friends were getting paid 1.1, 1.2 million an episode? Now, this is back when, do you have any thought off the top of your head, how long a TV series lasts? Um, not including The Simpsons, which is in, it's like... No, no, no. A TV series as in oh, one season. how many? One season. Oh. One season mm, is how many episodes do you think? 20, 19 to 23. There you go. Right? Very good. And that was based solely off of how many episodes there was per Vampire Diaries. That's, uh, that's basically <laughs> right. So that's basically right, right? 19 to 24 episodes, okay? Yeah. So think about that. So that means if 
you're a friend star and your final season was 18 episodes and you're making on average about a mil an episode, you just got 18 million for the year. An actor usually gets that much for one movie who's at the top of their game. They got that for going in and showing up every week to record an episode. That's incredible. Does that not boggle your mind? Now, to side note, Real Housewives, do you know how much those bitches are getting paid per The reality TV? Yes, reality that takes no talent. You just got to be pretty and already have money. How much? To just have bitches up in your house recording you. (laughs) Being catty as hell. Catty as hell. Minimum. And all your trips and shit are paid for by the show. By the show. So these women who've got money to go do all this stuff, they're like, however, if you want to tell me now, (laughs) you're killing me. It's between 30 to 250,000 an episode. And they're usually only 12 to 14 episodes With a no talent and... Nothing. They just exist. They just exist. Because why? Their lives are so interesting. Can you... And they need more caviar. Can you give me some insight then into... You know, you ever see a documentary about... Uh, for example, on Netflix, there's a documentary called Skid Row. And it's talking about all the people with mental health illness or substance abuse issues living on the street. Do they get paid? So from a reality show... I'm glad you brought that up too. So from a reality show... Um, side note... Reality stars get paid in general. However, it's contingent on what they agree to. So in order for your stuff to be shown on TV, I can't shoot you and put you on TV unless you sign a release. If you don't sign a release, I can't put you on TV or you can sue me. So with that, I then have to agree what are the terms of payment. Sometimes those people who are getting put into rehab, rehab is paid for. And you and I both know how much is rehab. Yeah, it can be a pretty fucking penny. So they are getting... the, the. the twist on that is we'll pay for you, but you have to show us everything. And we get to choose. We get to choose what we're going to show of it. Okay. So we could show all your worst moments, but you got free rehab. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so remember you pissing yourself and you didn't want to remember that? Well, it's on the TV. Can, so. can we go back into AHS? I'm very passionate about that show. Yes. I, I am really shocked. That man, that man is so talented. Uh, he does a... He ex- does everything. An exquisite job at um tackling pc things in there as well oh man right he kind of just swoops in and takes yeah. a little nugget here did you watch nugget there did you watch cult yet yes okay so usually there's a like now, a theme. And i'm not gonna what lie i only fear... watched about half of it okay but yes go Damn. ahead no go uh, ahead like uh there was a interview with sarah paulson um i'm what i want to say about this man too because he's using consistent actors. Yes, and they all do different characters every season. Isn't that spectacular? Mind blowing. And it showcases the extraordinary the versatility. Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, we already thought we had seen the best of Angela Bassett and Kathy Bates. Nope. We, we were barely there. R.I.P. Um, Jennifer Lang, Jessica. R.I.P. She's not dead. I'm just sad she's not on the show anymore. <laughs> I was like, girl, don't even be putting my girl down the I grave. was so sad she wasn't going to be on it anymore. No, now, here's my thing with her. I, I saw that and I was sad. I was sad to see that. Number one, I would not be surprised if homegirl's holding out for what? A paycheck. So I, I won't be surprised for that. She's probably like, honey, don't you know who I is? Yeah, uh, but then they were like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but and you know what, he, down without you know what he was probably thinking? He's like, I'm going to get Bette Midler next month. So... <laughs> Or Betty White. He's like, do you know how many old bitches want to be coming up in this? Girl, please. <laughs> TV's the new frontier. I don't know if you remember, but it was it was not too long ago that a movie star was like, fuck TV. I ain't doing that. Now they're like, thank you, baby. 
Thank you. Why? Yeah, because they used to not want to do it because they thought that it was downgrading. They thought that, oh my God, I'm going backwards. To be a huge movie star is like the top. Why would I do television? Now, you have to think. They're looking at it as, this is a regulated paycheck. So like, I was us, just about to yeah, say for that For us shit. going to work and having time off and stuff like that, a movie star really doesn't have that. That's they why they like disappear for PTA. like a year. You said what? They don't get like paid time off and shit. Like no, no, not like that. They, now they are apart. Now SAG and AFTRA used to be separate. Now they're SAG AFTRA. So you were a union actor, Screen Actors Guild. Um, you were a union. Now to be a union actor, you do get privileges. You buy into it. Right. But then here's the catch to that: is you can only do union work. So once you are SAG AFTRA, you can only do SAG AFTRA approved work. Period. Yep. Otherwise, the penalties are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they they don't be playing with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, you cross that, it's, oh, it's over. Does that include like health insurance and all that shit? Yeah, they got all that you stuff know, tied up I in there. I don't give a damn. I'm sorry, but if you were a doctor and Brad Pitt showed up, I'm sure, would you, I'm sorry, who are you through? <laughs> Get in here! <laughs> I just helped save Brad Pitt's life! <laughs> so, yes, they're not, girl, I'm sure that they don't walk in and they're thinking like, I'm sorry, oh, where's the Medicaid? <laughs> I don't think they're worried about that. One of the best interviews I saw was Madonna a long time ago. I think it was in the 90s. Can you believe that was a long time ago? But in the 90s, she interviewed and she said, you know what's funny about the entertainment industry? You want all of these things. You You want all these cars. You want all this designer clothes and all this. And then just when you get to the point where you can finally afford it, they just give it to you. She's absolutely right. It gets to the point where that's why they're all philanthropists if they're smart. Otherwise, they go the route. You get back what you give. And that's why, I'm sorry, MC Hammer. That's why you went down, buddy. You decided, I'm going to build a marble monolith and give none of my money to anything helpful. Me, 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 me. And he went bankrupt. (laughs) And then, who do you see? The people that are just giving all their money away? They have so much money, they don't know what to do with it. Angelina could adopt all of Asia. She would be fine. Oh, she would love to. (laughs) She would be fine. She's got all of Ethiopia. She's starting to scoop up Asians next. I'm she, telling you. She'd probably <laughs> marry her brother or some shit as well. That's, oh, I don't even want to go about that. That was back in the 90s. Let's leave it in the 90s. Okay. <laughs> so we're rolling right along. One of the most surprising things that blew my mind, I'm going to throw this out there because I decided I wanted to be stubborn. I don't, um, maybe you can back me up on this. Are there not shows or movies that when they're coming out, you're like, look, I know I want to watch that, but not yet. Because I'm going to have to invest my mental. I'm going to have to invest time and be like, okay, like when Abraham Lincoln's movie came out, I was like, this is not going to be funny. So <laughs> I'm like, let me. Are you talking about the Abraham Lincoln so, vampire slave? No, no, no. Okay. Oh. Um, I really wish. <laughs> That's real. I'm sorry, but you are being really real right now. And she really does think like that. No. What I'm talking is it was the actual biographical movie that won awards that Sally Field plays Little Mrs. Mary Todd Lincoln. When the fuck? What? Okay, I know, I know. It was a blink and you'll miss it movie. It, but it, was it, it during just, COVID? It looked, because I do, I respect acting, you know that. And so I was like, this is probably going to be incredible. So I was like, but it, trash, it took me three it? years to watch it. It was trash. <laughs> it was so, it was so fucking was boring. It was so fucking boring. I was like, why didn't this come with a gun so I could end it after? It is so, really disappointing. Um, however, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Movie? The show. The Ryan really? Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Oh, okay. okay. I would expect it would be exquisite. Girl, you, girl, just when I think we're on the same page, you leave. I'm sorry. No, so the people versus O.J. <laughs> Simpson. I you was leave. very young when that happened. I, of course, remember seeing the white Bronco on the TV. Um, the only reason I really remember that night, I'm not going to lie, we had gone to the movies. You were there. I ate 
too much popcorn with all this butter, and I threw up grease. That's why I remember that <laughs> night. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the most I remember out that night. And when I came out of the bathroom to go in the kitchen, there's a white Bronco on the TV. <laughs> I'm like, what? This so, that's, so I remember that. Now, that aside, I obviously was not old enough to be cognizant of just how important this was going to be in history, right? It was the trial of the century. Pop quiz, name the lawyer. Which one? Well, the one that said the famous thing. Oh, um, about the Johnny exhibit. Cochran. Yep. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Really, girl, don't try me right now. <laughs> so what I'm get what I'm getting at is, I did not know all all of the real for real theatrics that were going on. It was probably the most interesting interesting insight I saw into how that all worked out. They were showing that television studios. Were, who normally would be showing sports or would normally be showing these annual events were actually sitting down at their board table and they're like, look, you got to put the trial on. And they're like, what? But everybody watches this football game or this basketball game. Or they're like, it doesn't matter. Do everybody you, wants to watch this. It was breaking records. I imagine records. this is the trial and the way that it was filmed is the one that set a precedent for uh, using media to get the jury or interesting you bring that up. a particular you way. know what it made me think about was when they did the Netflix movie that showed about Ted Bundy yep. and how they had that televised yeah that, that's why I brought it up that was yep. cr- I mean what how yep. what what does that it makes me respect a lot more now the judges that only allow the artists to come in and draw sketches. And then, just like everyone else, because it's public record, they release the transcripts. Well, yeah. You don't... Wait, someone does why the video cameras you, Why would in. you want to go in there? Putting somebody's trial on television totally ruins the point that it's for justice. Wait, uh, and also, not swaying a jury of people who well, no, have but nothing they, to do but they, but they cordon them off. So that's fine. Like, they show that those people went through pure fucking hell for a year. A year. Oh. They were, they were all just ostracized off to the side. Boo. sequestered as it were sequestered yes and it, i mean it was it was pretty amazing what was cool about that too was it showed that one of the jurors had a freaking meltdown and yes i'm telling you the, it, this is a show that was worth watching i was shocked i will say for the first time and i was i was pretty shocked when i looked at the um the award nominations and stuff like that john travolta did not get enough kudos for that role he was solid I don't, I'm sorry, John Travolta. I'm sorry, I, did you say? I know you have an amazing Kudos. career, but he, he was actually really good in that. And I'm sorry, but it's the first time I believed you. Hey, so is he a Scientologist? <laughs> of course. We're not worried about it. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not letting that slant the fact that he's, the man's talented. He can be an idiot. I did a, when I was in college, I did a paper on, on cults and all that shit. I know that he's buying his way into heaven and all that bullshit. I get that. But he signed a billion year contract. I'm sorry? He signed a billion year contract. I don't even know what that means. For what? Scientology. Okay. Explain. And so that means that um, he has a job. After he dies, he's given his life and will and everything to Scientology for the next billion years after he dies. I, oh, I, to LRH. Rest in peace. L. Ron Hubbard. Okay, I'm, 2020. Like, I'm gonna need you to L. Ron Hubbard. 2020. But back to the point. John Travolta was actually talented for the first time in probably his entire illustrious career. I was shocked. What about hairspray? Exactly. So <laughs> the point is the man was really good in that. I and I didn't realize 
how minute um, Robert Shapiro actually was in that. He went in as the leader, and the biggest mistake he made fizzled out. Bringing Johnny on in as soon as Johnny came in, Johnny was like, "Bye, little white man." Okay, I'll Bye-bye. take it over from here. Oh, he did. He did. He did. And what was great about that was you got to see Johnny's true passion. Man, it was like when he was by himself, quiet little church mouse. As soon as anybody, if there was two people in front of him, it may as well have been an entire, like, entire hall of people. And he just came to life. All this alliteration, all of these magnificent words, vocabulary, everything. It was fabulous. So, I just want to say lots of things that you should watch, lots of things that you should listen to. We're going to go ahead and close out with one of the things that the lovely Sid really felt passionate that she wanted to bring up. So let me let you take it away. Coffee table books. We have a Duran of all trades at the table here with us. Yup. You know, and in the spirit of interior design, which I don't know jack shit about, I decided I would like to point out juicy coffee table books. Okay. Recommended by Sid. Okay. Jeff Mermelstein, Mermelin, Mermelin. And what everyone else out there is thinking, who's that? <laughs> Jeff Mermelstein, <laughs> I know 100% for a fact. I'm not even pronouncing his last name right. But <laughs> he, this dude, have you ever been standing in line at the grocery store and you can see somebody's text message? Do you ever, do yeah. you ever just like try what is- really hard to fucking read their text messages okay, over their shoulder. What? Okay, go. And no matter what it is, whether it's juicy or not, it's uh-huh. just there's something so Yeah, you want to know. Riveting. I'm with you. This dude in the is New York. Is there a book on this? Yeah, in New York. Uh! He's taking pictures of people's um like text message conversations. They're and they're they're scandalous or over they're like, their shoulders without them knowing. Yeah. Absolutely. Shut your face. And the book, it's um you can obviously hardcover because it's a juicy coffee table. It book, is a coffee table but book. The pages are blue in hue. Okay. Um so it's almost you get this like blue light effect that can you we get, get a title? off of a camera screen. Uh yes. It's called that is a, an interesting... I, I would have never thought Damn. of that. That's a good one. Man, I'm upset. Anyways, one of Jeff... I'm pulling up the... Uh, the name of the book. Yeah, the so name of the book it, here. He, he's also famous for recording... Uh, not recording. Shooting the a lot of 9-11 um, photographs. So he's a, he's a New York photographer. Okay. Mermelstein. It's called Hashtag NYC. Or for those of you... You know, from different eras, um, pound sign NYC. Oh, I see yeah. it. That's it's, a really cool looking hey, book, it's actually. It's super neat. That time in my life left a lasting impression in so many ways. And believe me, if we could have kept all of that private. And then it show, it's a blue cover. Wow, that's, yeah, a, it's, that's a pretty cool super sick. book. I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to pick it up. All right. I'm going to get it. Well... Thank you all for listening. I'm glad you were here with me, Sid. And remember, just trust me, okay? Everyone, have a wonderful rest of the month. Thank God it's 2021. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye, bitches. Michael's on you.